India must secure the rights of people with disabilities so that they can participate fully, equally and effectively in society with others. According to WHO's 2022 report, half of people with disabilities globally don't have access to assistive products despite it being a fundamental human right. And report suggests that India's unmet need for assistive tech services stands at 71%. Decentox Technologies, a startup from Kerala, aims to provide affordable assistive tech services to create an inclusive society. This is On Manorama Startup Launcher Podcast, a show for budding entrepreneurs who dream of turning their ideas into successful businesses. Season 2 of Startup Launcher will cover the success stories of some incredible Kerala startups. I am Adira Madhav, assistant producer at On Manorama. And in this episode, let's chat with Decentox Technologies CEO Don Paul, who's on a mission to help people with disabilities live more independent lives. Don, welcome to Startup Launcher. First of all, can you introduce your startup Decentox Technologies to our listeners? Where does the name come from? Uh, actually, Decentox stands for Rehabilitation. We are actually working to enable differently able people and make elderly life easier through assisted devices. So we have customers all over India. We are a startup supported by Kerala Startup Vision and also Startup India. And uh, we are now, base of operation is from Kerala itself right now. Okay. So what are some of the assistive products offered by your company? Yeah, we focus on mainly on movement disability right now. So uh, it can be the solutions that are needed for people with movement disability can be classified into mainly into two. One is for the mobility, one is for the transfer. Mm-hmm. One, so we provide uh, mobility devices that is uh, mostly advanced electric wheelchairs with standing, reclining, maybe tilting and posture changeable facility. That is one of the category that we uh, supply. And the other category is the patient transfer category. Okay. So these devices help to transfer these patients from beds, chairs, wheelchairs, even to vehicles also, into vehicles or even to toilets also. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what kind of impact did Decentox hope to make when it launched? Yeah, actually in India, around uh, 1.5 crore people are suffering from movement disability alone. Mm-hmm. So uh, most of these people are not able to afford these assisted devices. And when we started, these devices were costing too much. So that's why we started the company back in 2017 with a vision to enable these people and also to make their life better. Okay. And can you talk a little bit about your educational background and career before Decentalks? Yeah. Actually, we started this company as a uh, campus startup itself. Mm-hmm. So I did uh, my B.Tech from Government Engineering College, Trisho. So uh, while we were studying, we went to Alpha Pain and Palliative with Trisho. Okay. So over there, we saw a child suffering from cerebral palsy. Mm. And he was fully bedridden and his mother asked whether we could do something to make him move. He had minimal control of his limbs, mm. but he couldn't uh, move on his own. So we designed our first device it was while in college so and we gave that child that device and after that we gave similar products to many people while we were in college itself and after immediately after college in 2016 I was preparing for civil service at that time mm-hmm. so during that time one of our friend got into an accident so okay. at that time he was half paralyzed uh, due to the car accident mm-hmm. and due to spine injury so we thought about uh, doing something and we came back the earlier friends we came back and started the company okay. back in 2016 so was that incident what inspired you yeah. to you know venture into the assistive yeah. tech industry yeah even before that while we were in college we had these experiences but when one of our friend got into an accident so at that time we understood uh, in the first first end right yeah. that's why we uh, started that 
Okay. And what were some of the challenges you faced before launching your startup and after you launched your startup? We started the company just after the college. So we didn't have any experience in managing, we didn't have any experience in fund management, team management anything. We didn't have experience in uh marketing. We were we could develop something just because of our technical background but we couldn't know we didn't know how to sell it we didn't know how to make a system out of it mm. so that was the first challenge and also as we were we were bootstrapped our ideology was not to fund raise, uh, raise funds initially mm-hmm. so we were we were not looking for funds at that time so at that time we also had this cash crunches at that time we had to, uh, and also there was too much pressure from the society and also from the family at that time right yeah it was it and what were some of the pressures like uh, was there any discouragement of venturing into this industry or? yeah i uh, yeah. actually uh, almost all of all all of our initial team members got uh, different jobs in colleges itself but mm-hmm. uh, we didn't go for that and we started this okay. so at that time anyway the family will put pressure right and also we had pressure from everywhere <laughs> okay <laughs> and also at that time and for the even for the daily operations we were not making any money initially so but that was also we were having uh, trouble with that also okay uh, so what made you stay in this idea and uh, you know uh, made you believe that okay this is something that will see you know success in future uh, yeah it, actually it was uh, basically because of the vision mm. we needed to uh, there was there there's a need of someone to impact the society right right uh, that was her key motive okay and what about procuring parts for your uh, you know assistive products like was that easy no it was difficult actually mm. we had to source from different countries initially we tried to source from different parts of india initially then we had to uh, source from different countries at that time now our uh, procurement is much much better right now and you know when i interact with many startup founders they say that most of the equipments are not manufactured in india which is increasing the cost you know for their production is the is it the same it for is you? true for uh, our scenario also actually okay. many of the controllers and all are not manufactured in india right mm-hmm. now so we have to import those things and that increases the cost obviously right and uh, do you think the progress we have made in developing assistive technologies has been slow uh, you know considering the complex nature of disabilities and diverse needs of individuals yeah actually the thing is that these people with disability they have uh, the cases may vary mm. even though these patients may uh, might have the same uh, physical condition or the uh, same a uh, disease but uh, or uh, same cause uh, their conditions will be varying so every device won't suit for every people mm-hmm. so we have to put more effort on that so that's why uh, always it's always slightly lagging hmm. the developments in assistive technology is always lagging actually okay how do you uh, you know keep up with the trends and you know how do you stay updated about these technologies uh we actually we can do that just because we are a young team actually uh, we can adopt everything directly into our products that's okay and you know startups dealing with assistive tech uh, are they being given enough funding for research and you know develop innovative solutions the funding scenario is not so great in india actually okay but uh, it's things are getting much much better right now mm-hmm. so we had been funded by kerala sata mission and also we had been funded by central government dst and also msme mm-hmm. uh, yeah the things are getting much much better right now okay uh, and what was your experience with you know regulatory process of you know approving the product we didn't have too much problem with that mm-hmm. initially uh, just because uh, most of our products were uh, exempted in the exempted category itself that's why. okay Uh, do you notice any policy gaps that delay you know getting the product into the market 
yeah there are but uh, there are some issues with the clinical trials there are some issues with it but uh, currently the situation is getting much much uh, better right now so we are getting uh, good support from the startup mission so okay. they are providing to us they are providing good support they are providing quick response also that's why we are uh, we are having a positive atmosphere here right now okay did you start your journey in the makers village and then branch out no we started our first incubation was in our college itself which okay. was in uh, thrissur government engineering college thrissur itself mm-hmm. then we took incubation in maker village also after that okay and uh, now do you have an independent office yeah we or? have india we have we are independent since 2019 and where are you based uh, we right now we have offices in uh, thrissur our most of our administration is from thrissur itself thrissur itself yeah. Okay great. And uh, you know some experts highlight the lack of user and you know therapist involvement in the uh, design aspect of the uh, you know assistive uh, tech and that sometimes you know the lack of patient specific solutions lead to some people abandoning such technologies after some time you know after purchase. What's your take on it? It's actually true actually. When uh, when we think from the engineering perspective hmm. or when we think from the technology side we don't uh, fully understand the other side. Okay. So uh, even our advantage was that we were uh, interacting with these clinics and also doctors from the initial stage itself mm-hmm. while we were in colleges itself. So that uh, that's why we could develop something that was useful for the patients. Mm-hmm. But uh, in most cases I see many of the other companies also doing this mistake. Actually they they think that these products are great for the users targeted users. Okay. But uh, while uh, while developing these products uh, the doctors and many at many times even patients are not included. So the these solutions won't be great. Okay. So what different approach did you take like uh, before making a product did you refer to specific patients yeah, and Yeah, we, we refer to different patients and also different doctors also. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we also even now even right now we are uh, contacting different doctors even for the complicated cases we are consulting with these doctors to confirm whether these products will be useful for the patient. That's right. only in uh, this uh, in this sector it can be done only in this way. Right. Yeah. And after selling the product do you give enough training instructions and yeah. even awareness to the the patients yeah. to how to sustain using it yeah we give a training uh, after selling these products and also we are in, uh, we are giving them continuous support also after that okay and affordability is a major issue when it comes to assistive tech right and beyond that maintenance must also be a concern for your customers do you think this industry primarily caters to high income markets yeah. and uh, how do you think we can uh, get over that barrier yeah the thing is that uh, we initially uh, we had faced this situation so mm-hmm. initially we thought uh, to reduce the cost so uh, our, our first primary concern was to reduce the cost only it was our first primary concern so the problem with that was that we could we needed to compromise with the cold at sometimes in the mm-hmm. initial stages then we understood that only the we can build a sustainable product or sustainable business only if we focus on the quality itself so okay. we shifted our focus to this uh, quality then and then uh, for those customers there are some they only but uh, when we shifted this uh, focus to the quality the price also increased okay. though we are costing pricing our pricing is much lesser than many of the competitors our price is also high so then we try to in uh, do something to introduce these products to the people without uh, so much income okay. so then we did some projects with the government and also with the csr of different companies okay. so we could cater these people these low income people we could give the high end product to these people also okay yeah that was the strategy that we employed okay <laughs> so can you briefly give us an idea about your current market and clients 
currently we cater to all over cater all over india mm-hmm. so we focus people with disability and all old age people also okay so and we uh, give these products directly to these homes and we give the product to all age homes hospitals and all right now and 90% of our client base is as of now is in kerala itself but we are trying to scale all over india right now okay. we have client base in all states but uh, it's lesser and uh, you know hospitals in kerala as well you are yeah we have okay. uh, hospitals in uh, kerala in our client profile also and majorly uh, these hospital act as our uh, channel partner they mm. refer these clients to the these patients and also in, in many hospitals also uh, donate these products from their csr also okay. to the to their patients okay. uh, even uh, some recent projects happened in bilivas medical college hospital in tirvella and also in kims also mm-hmm. some projects happened they uh, donate some of these wheelchairs to the people who are in the right and what are some of the dream projects you are working on i had read a report that you know developing a wheelchair better than that of stephen hawking was your dream <laughs> yeah actually it is quite uh, a bit back actually it was an autonomous wheelchair uh, we are in progress of that and also we are developing some other products also so one of the such product is that uh, life bed it actually it will replace the present day medical beds entirely mm. so you know the present day medical beds they are bulky they are costly so we are developing a solution that will replace stitching and early right. so we are it, it is a simple solution that can be used for all these purpose okay i'm curious about that uh, stephen hawking dream though like how did that start no actually yeah it was just in the initial phase actually okay. it was a dream from the initial phase itself we try to perfect everything mm. so the thing is that these people the people with uh, movement disability specifically they have only their hands as the working limbs so right uh, for using a wheelchair for using a manual wheelchair they have to employ both their hands right mm. for even for using an electric wheelchair they have to employ their right hand itself right. only one limb is left for all other activities right. so that's why we thought to uh, decrease the dependency on these mm. so uh, we were trying to increase the uh, autonomy of this wheelchair that's why i'm i'm asking this because you know we are seeing ai in, being integrated into everything right now right so how do you think ai like uh, you know that integration into the assistive tech services actually they are uh, it is uh, it will be having a will be having too much uh, very great scope in the future actually mm-hmm. even with the exoskeletons there are many many technologies that are being developed right now uh, the exoskeletons are, uh, is one of the examples so uh, with exoskeletons they won't be uh, the wheelchairs won't be needed but mm. uh, it will take at least 5 to 10 years to get in the market are you dabbling with the technologies right now or is we it are having uh, many technologies in development right now okay yeah. okay <laughs> so uh, before i wind up this chat let me ask some quick questions for our budding entrepreneurs out there what is the biggest lesson you have learned as a ceo uh, people say that customer is the king but mm. according to me our team is the king mm. so as a ceo we have to focus on our team we have to cater to each and every need of our team right. then they will be here or then they will be with us even in all the circumstances at that time they will be willingly and pro- happily providing this great service to the customer mm. so first thing uh, my important thing as a ceo is that we have to treat our uh, employees very great right and what is the most important aspect that makes a business successful i can uh, thing about two three things mm-hmm. okay so first thing is the time uh, the idea might be good but if the time is not right or the, if the market is not prepared mm. then it won't be a success right okay. uh, another thing is that product market fit this product should be uh, ideal for the targeted users we have to do a market research or at least we have to get some opinions from the targeted clients even before developing this okay. and the other thing is that costing 
so many uh, entrepreneurs i see many entrepreneurs they are putting uh, they are pricing their products in such a way that it won't be able uh, the targeted audience won't, won't be able to buy that right so that is uh, an important thing and another most important thing is that it takes patience and perseverance mm. so uh, it is easy to start right but going with the journey it is difficult so we will be facing so many struggles in the long run so at that time uh, they have to focus on that okay and this is a tricky question i ask and most respond that they don't have any but how do you ensure a good work life balance and you know find time for your, for your personal hobbies and interests like what do you do on your free time first thing is that if you are when venturing to entrepreneurship mm. especially in the five, first 5 or 10 years okay we have to uh, think that we have to keep everything aside so uh, yeah it depends on our priorities so i prioritize we prioritize this uh, even not just me even my team also the uh, we prioritize the entrepreneurship as our first priority so we had to make many compromises in our personal life mm-hmm. we had to avoid many things we had to we didn't get the time you know enough time for many things but uh, right now as we are growing we are trying to systemize everything and we are delegating most things so at that time right now we are getting a bit time yeah okay uh, say you get a bit of a free time in future what do you think you'll be dedicating it to mostly actually yeah in the in the development of uh, other products also okay <laughs> yeah if that is the question yeah i think i believe that the function of an, a true entrepreneur is to develop a system mm-hmm. and assign people to do that so okay. uh, in most including our cases in most cases in in this especially in the startup culture mm-hmm. so we think that we have to be there everywhere Mm. so we are over in uh, maybe uh, the people are including us we are over dedicated to the our company so the thing is that uh, in the long run mm. uh, in mo- many cases these companies won't be independent from the founders okay so we have to create a system that uh, yeah that's the thing so that the founder uh, so can also take a break actually yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and finally what advice would you give to budding entrepreneurs who want to get into this industry yeah the first thing is that understand the targeted clients at first mm. so uh, we need to understand the targeted clients and the second thing is that uh, be ready to spend at least 3 to 5 years mm. yeah. okay to be uh, yeah for uh, especially in the hardware sector we have to spend 3 to 5 years to get the initial taste of su- success itself we have to spend at least 3 to 5 years okay. in most cases 99 99% of the case it will be like that okay but uh, most people while before starting uh, even we thought like, it will it will be a success in one year mm. but uh, it won't be happening uh, yeah <laughs> that is the truth so be ready to spend this much time okay That brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you for listening and be sure to check out our next episode. The Startup Launcher podcast is produced by On Manorama with technical production by Idea Brew Studios. Subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Facebook, YouTube and Instagram. For more interesting podcasts on news, views and explainers, visit onmanorama.com.